0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pads. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alvin. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast is the life today. We are back on a Thursday. It is episode 112. And what are we right now? Still the beginning of April, right? Yeah, which means it's that time again. It's that time where the fucking booth gets hot like a motherfucker. Seriously, I feel like every now and then when it comes to voice acting, when we spend so much time in our boots and we don't have a ventilation system or some kind of like an outing where we can actually breathe in air and we overheat ourselves by staying in this room, it gets very hot very quick. You should go on Google or Twitter and you should just look up so many pictures on certain people when they stay in the booth for a very long time and then they're killing it. They're they're doing their audiobook or they're doing their sessions or doing whatever they need to do and then they come out and they are just covered in fucking sweat and they are dying. They are dying to the point where I'm like, okay I need a break. I need some water. Please give me some water. I, I feel like it's not getting to that point for me, but With how hot the booth is right now, let's just say there's going to have to be some minor tweaks. But that's neither here nor there. You know, April is here and these are good times. These are exciting times. And I actually remembered reading a little tweet from Gina, Gina Scarpa, shout out to her as always, where she's like, all right, it is springtime and this is the best times where... The fucking lawnmowers and people want to be outside and do what they need to do to fucking make sure our work does not get done. Yay. It's unbelievable. It really is. But sometimes we got to take the negatives with the positives. And it is what it is. You know, it's a good day. And I've actually been walking a lot. You know, three to five miles per day. Sort of. I've been walking a lot. And it's good for a body, it's good for the mind, it's good for the soul. It's good for the soul. Anyway, why am I ranting on about this? Today on this episode of the podcast, we got Godzilla vs. King Kong or Godzilla vs. Kong in short. I know that movie happened last week on HBO Max, but it actually took me a while to watch it. And I really don't have much to say on it. I mean, I know I'm going to do a deep dive on it later on, but... I really don't have much to say on it since it's a movie that knows exactly what it is. It's two monsters, two titans, two kaijus that are fighting against each other. What more can you want? What more can you want? Well I'm gonna dive a little bit on both sides of that little coin right there and then some other news that's been popping up. Something about Deadpool, an animated series on Hulu and of course we got more Josh Sweden news this time involving Gal Gadot. Huh, it's about time we hear something other than from Ray Fisher. All that plus our super villain quote of the day. Well, in this case, anti-hero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout-outs out of the way, shall we? And just yesterday, my brand new voiceover demos have finally finished. And I want to give all credit to the one and only J. Michael Collins. This dude, this guy, this master Top tier in its finest knows exactly what he's doing first class for a reason I've been training with him and taking his classes and taking his sessions ever since January and he's been very patient with me he's been pushing me to be my best and now that the new demos are produced which I will upload on my website voiceofgarcia.com by the way and hopefully do an audiogram where I can present it more on Twitter I am blown away and I'm fascinated with the work that he's done and there are times where I just re-listen to my demo and I still can't believe that it's me. So, I want to give all credit. Well, 99% credit because 1% one percent is, you know, my voice and so on and so forth. I want to give all credit to J. Michael Collins. If you want to learn from him, he is pricey. He is pricey, but I'm going to say you take what you can get. You you get what you get with, with him because, like I said, he knows exactly what he's doing. And if you want to be trained under the best of the best or one of the best of the best, this is your guy. So if you are an aspiring voice actor or if you need help in training and if you know full well that you want someone to push you to your limits, to be unbiased, to... Accentuate your strengths And work on your weaknesses This is the guy to go for Shout out J. Michael Collins Go to jmcvoiceover.com That is jmcvoiceover.com You will not be disappointed I promise you that That's all we have for the shout outs Let's dive into some Godzilla vs. Kong Epic Monsterverse Continuing That comes up Right in a bit It's about time on the fact that we actually get to see two massive behemoths going off against each other. Now, it did not really have the same magnitude as, let's say, a Batman versus Superman or a Captain America versus Iron Man. And I understand it's not really a comic book film, even though Godzilla was part of the comics at one point in time. It's one of those moments where... It's all fan service and it's all fan service to the point that we want to be entertained as the audience because we've been looking forward to this for a while now ever since Kong Skull Island and then the Godzilla and then King of Monsters or the one before then it was to the point where all right let's just see these two behemoths fight against each other and we got that for about 25 to 30% of the film Now, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I had a lot more fun watching Godzilla King of the Monsters as opposed to this one. Even though there was a lot of human characters within the films that in a weird way really doesn't make much of a difference. Now you could accept this movie completely for what it is and it's the fact that it's a monster film where it's just about two monsters fighting against each other, which means the human characters don't mean a goddamn thing. And I guess for a lot of I would say critics or reviewers or anyone else that actually cares about the story and wants to connect to the movie on an emotional way, you're not gonna get that with this one. Let's let's just be flat out honest. You're not gonna get that with this movie in its uh, in it of its entirety. And I'm just telling the truth. When Kong versus Godzilla happened, immediately I was, I want to say foaming, but I was excited. Like I was, I was happy. But the fact that it only happened for like 25 to 30 percent of this massive two hour film and they fought like maybe three times like they I, I always make references to MMA because I love watching MMA. I'm a big UFC fan. So I make references to UFC fights all the time. And since I was team Godzilla from the very beginning, by the way, and lo and behold, Godzilla beat King Kong, just want to throw that out there. I'm not the writer. I'm just a spectator. I'm just an audience guy. I'm just saying, we saw it firsthand. We saw it on HBO Max, and if you saw it in theaters, that's okay. This movie made to the point that Godzilla beat King Kong. So I was team Godzilla from the very beginning, and I get it. He came in, he started destroying shit and killing people, and you know, cause he senses the presence of King Ghidorah, I know I'm getting way too ahead of myself, but let me dial back from the very beginning. As I said, the human characters in this movie made, to me, made no difference whatsoever. Like I couldn't give two shits about any of them. Actually no, let me rephrase that. There's only one person, one person that I really cared about in this entire film, and that's the little girl. The little girl that actually can communicate through sign language with King Kong she was basically the heart of this entire film and there's no problem with that because by connecting to King Kong and by communicating with them, where at one point towards the ending of the film she goes you know Godzilla is not the enemy that Mechagodzilla that machine that's the enemy please do this and please and of course King Kong being very I wouldn't say humanistic but he's very kind hearted if that's the right way to say it, I, I guess. He's very... He's aware of what's going on around him. And he knows on the fact that, okay, I just got my ass kicked by this gigantic fucking lizard breathing down atomic breaths, fucking burning my skin and shit like that, scratching my fucking chest and crushing my ribs. But I'm going to do what you say because I trust your word and I'm going to basically fight uh, with my enemy to face this other enemy. In a way, it's like the enemy of the enemy is my friend sort of thing. Now, throughout this entirety, I really enjoyed Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is the last film before this one, pretty much a little bit more because of the fact that I was more satisfied in kaijus fighting against each other. And like I said, this is a movie that knows exactly what it is. It knows it doesn't have any character arcs. There is nothing resolved. Well, up, the, up the exception that you know these two fighting against each other there was nothing resolved with the characters you didn't give a shit about them whether they lived or died doesn't matter you just want to see two behemoths fighting against each other I know I keep harping on that from the beginning but that's exactly what you get to an average fan or to a hardcore fan that actually cares about the storyline and actually cares about connecting to the human emotions you can understand why they would be pissed off at this they would be pissed off on the fact that they would get a monster film, but they need something to connect to. They they need something to tie into in order for them to have a gradual experience, so to speak. And I can understand why Godzilla, which, by the way, I actually heard. And the, when did the movie come out? 2014? 2013? Yeah, it's been a while. Godzilla the first movie was heavily influenced by Jaws there's a reason why in Jaws and in this Godzilla which like I said is heavily influenced by you rarely got to see the monster back then it was like whoa this creature is approaching but we connect to the human characters they each have flaws and with Godzilla you connected to I completely forgot his name I'm sure his name is Aaron Taylor Johnson Is it? I'm 99% sure that's his name. Like I said, I'm so bad when it comes to names. But you can actually connect to this person because you go through the journey with him. You go through the journey of trying to find his wife, which, by the way, side note, they actually played Quicksilver and Godzilla, so you can say that Scarlet Witch actually made out with her brother. As well as made out with her dad who turned out to be Thanos because there was this old boy movie that happened in 2013 <laughs> as neither here nor there I just wanted to bring that up I, I just want to bring that up but as I was saying you connect to these human characters and you go through the journey with them and you see this big scale in its entirety where you rarely got to see Godzilla and they did that on purpose now to an average fan like myself and like many others, we could be disappointed by that because if we're seeing Godzilla, it's like, oh, how can you have a Godzilla movie if you can't even show, you know, Godzilla a lot in of its own movie? And then there was going to have a fight scene and then it just ended and it was gonna have a fight scene and then it just quick cuts to something else completely. So, again, you either would love these types of movies or you would hate them. Me, me personally, I don't give a shit about the human characters because it is a monster movie. It is a monsterverse. We get what we get. And my objective to see this film, as well as many others, was to see these two monsters fighting. And it is fucking awesome. It really is. Third act. The third act was great. A little bit of the first act was okay. And the second second act... Jeremy John... Shout out to him, by the way. Jeremy John said that King Kong was basically going through a side quest. And I'm like... Yeah. That's exactly what he's doing. He's going through a side quest. He's in this other hollow world. Facing off against another kaiju. Which was a cool looking design, by the way. Then he gets this radioactive axe. And then Godzilla shoots his atomic beam down through the earth in order to go all the way to the hollow Earth and this <laughs> like, as I'm explaining this, it sounds so fucking dumb. It sounds so dumb, but yet it's fun. It's it's a fun movie and it's a fun movie to enjoy. However, if you are a YouTuber or if you are an editor or if you go on YouTube and after this movie concludes if you look up Godzilla vs. King Kong and only show footage of these two actually fighting, you would get way more of that than seeing the two hour film in this, in in it of its entirety for some weird reason, every and I had to see this movie three times the first two times I fell asleep whenever it would come to the human characters. That's how much I did not give a shit about that. And I know for many months and for over a year, I would say, you know, it's all about connecting to the human field. It's all about connecting to the human emotion. Like, What would you put yourself as a character if you were in that movie? If you were part of the experience? I get that. But as I said from the beginning, this movie knows exactly what it is and it did not care about human you did not care about the human characters you didn't care about the buildings being destroyed you didn't care about the massive millions of people thousands probably that basically lost their lives in Hong Kong or wherever the hell the the ships that was being destroyed the pilots that was ejecting from their aircrafts and they're now in the middle of the seas There's no way to help them. You didn't give a shit about any of that. All you cared about was Kong and Godzilla. That's all you cared about. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I stand by that. I really do. Now, call me whatever you want. You can call me, you know, uh, not a sadist, but you can call me heartless. You can call me, you know, someone that has no emotion. Again, Adam Wingard, the director of this film, knew exactly what he was doing, okay? And that's just the point that I wanted to make. Something else that occurred to me, before we wrap this up, something else occurred to me. I understand why certain films now should be in theaters as opposed to HBO Max. And I get it with the pandemic and everything else. And it was a lot more convenient for me to watch this on HBO Max. But for a movie to have a high scaled interaction, especially with Godzilla versus King Kong, I can honestly say this is the type of film that should be in theaters, especially IMAX theaters, because if you were to see it from like, let's say a front row seat or a middle row seat, which I always go to and you see this movie in theaters, you would have way more of a better Perspective in enjoying the movie as opposed to watching it on HBO Max. It wasn't until after the movie concluded where I realized that certain movies should be shown in theaters, especially when it comes to high the high scale magnitude of the two behemoths fighting. Which brings to my point of other films that's gonna go on from this point forward. Black Widow, for example, the Eternals, and other mother and other, other mother other Marvel movies that comes up. And other things that can show up, whether it's on HBO Max. For example, um, Mortal Kombat, that's going to be coming out on April 24th. You know, it was delayed for a week, but it's on April 24th. I feel like a movie of that magnitude should be held in theaters now. And I know it's probably going to be on HBO Max as well. I think it will. I would rather now see that movie in theaters. And when I get my vaccine shot on April 17th, I'll be a lot more comfortable with going to the theaters, obviously with my mask on and making sure that I'm okay and washing my hands and so on and so forth. I would rather see that movie and enjoy myself a little bit more. It's funny on how it took a kaiju movie like this for me to miss the theater experience. So I just wanted to make that point across. Now, once again, you don't have to if you don't want to. It's up. It's completely up to your discretion. It really is. But for me personally, I would have probably enjoyed this movie a lot better if I saw it in theaters instead. So now at this point, I'm going to be slightly picky and choosy in terms of what movie I'm actually willing to go see by paying a ticket. Or what movie that I want to see from my own television set in my room. So we'll see what happens. Overall, I know some other many, many others, I know that many others love this movie. I enjoyed it. You know? I, I enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with next. Hopefully it did not it will not underperform. Hopefully they'll continue on with the Monsterverse. You know, at this point. Who knows what's going to happen. But hopefully they continue with the MonsterVerse. Because like I said. Kaiju's fighting. What more can you expect? What more can you want? I know I spent a lot on that in those topics completely. Godzilla vs. Kong. For the last 10 minutes or last few minutes that we have left. Let's dive into some rumors. Apparently. There is a Deadpool animated series that will be going on Hulu. And it's going to be rated R. I'm not opposed to it. I just hope the voice actor, if it's not Ryan Reynolds, that actually develops the charm and the personality of Deadpool very well. And if it is going to be rated R... You know what's weird? The fact that it's going to be on Hulu, you would think that maybe it would be on another service. But then again, Hulu is owned by Disney. So there would be nowhere else for it to be shown by. I really hope the animators... And the people that's working on the show Definitely make the show as bright Not bright, but Again And I know it keeps stumbling upon my words here You're gonna make Deadpool rated R go all the way I know Deadpool in the, in the movie was rated R Deadpool 2 was rated R And hopefully Deadpool 3 would be the same thing Do the same thing with the animated verse Leave nothing Leave nothing out You know show the blood show the guts show the character on how he's supposed to be and not to mention if it's an animated series you have a lot more freedom to do whatever it is that you want especially when it comes to the gore the violence the maturity if there's going to be sex scenes obviously not hentai but if there's going to be sex scenes or implied sex scenes especially on Hulu then again go all the way that's that's all I got to say if this rumor is true and we have a rated R series on Hulu, then awesome. I support it. Can't wait to see if it comes out or not. Hopefully it does. Last piece of news, we got Gal Gadot finally speaking up against Josh Sweden. And my first thought was, holy shit, it's about goddamn time. Like, I've been bitching about this for months now that Ray Fisher needs a companion or someone to validate his story and it's not going to come out that he's a whiny bitch. But after some time to think about it where I'm like, well, Josh Sweden, even though I'm sure he was painting it in a corner from Warner Brothers to ensure that, you know, maybe... Maybe he'll, he knows what he's doing, but who the fuck knows? But anyway, I got the news right, right in front of me. And this is the headline. Josh Sweden threatened to harm Gal Gadot's career if she didn't say the lines he wrote for Justice League and this is a report from Insider.com now according to Gal Gadot and I've pretty much read a lot of the articles so I'm just gonna give you know I'm gonna paraphrase what she said basically she's had her problems with Josh Whedon for a while but she took it upon the higher ups she didn't specify who she didn't specify when but she took it upon the higher ups and they took care of it which is why she stayed silent up till now that throws into the perspective that, yes, now there is more stuff that did go on behind the scenes. I still believe that Ray Fisher could have handled this very, very differently, but all this does is basically validates what he says, and it validates more against Josh Sweden, where it's to the point that there's a chance he may never, never work in Hollywood again as a director. Like, there's a strong chance his career could be finished at this point, and... I don't want to say it's sad, but it's, again, all of this could have been avoided. And no matter how much excuses or how much I'm looking at the other side of this, where I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe he's had had, had a bad day. Maybe he's faced with an impossible task to do something that someone else has done. I don't know. But now that more and more news is coming up especially against him it does change my perspective and it makes me go more on the actor side as opposed to the producer or I'm sorry director but then again at the same time we really don't know what happened behind the scenes because we were never there we can only base our assumptions and conclusions based on what we read and Again, all I can do is just give both perspectives. Now, does it get me a little bit more on Ray Fisher and Gal Gadot's side and whoever else has been affected? Kind of, but again, until I know the full story, I can only make my assumptions and my guesses. There is one part which I think it's fucking hilarious. There's one part within the article, and this is quote by quote. Joss was bragging that he's had it out with Gal, a witness on the set told the publication he told her he's the writer and she's going to shut up and say the lines and he can make her look incredibly stupid in this movie And I think it goes on to say that he wanted her to be a little bit more friendly and I know there were a lot of moments where he would get ass shots from her especially during her fight scenes again whatever went on behind the scenes it's pretty clear Josh Sweden has officially gotten canceled as much as I hate the cancel culture I am only for some aspects of it if the person deserves it and by the looks of it there's a chance that he does deserve it but I'm curious to know what you think you know are you just tired of of hearing the Josh Sweeten news are you tired of hearing so much of the bullshit and so much of the allegations and so much of everything when all we can do is just for Warner Brothers or someone to just come out and say look this is what happened and this is how it needs to be dealt with and I understand Ray Fisher has mostly done that but I need more I need more witnesses and I'm just saying I need more of a validation and maybe Gal Gadot's experience if that's what you want to call it validates that for me so it is what it is we're probably never going to see Josh Sweden again and you know what After seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League, I really don't give a shit. And that's all there is to it. That's all we have for this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be going away to Pennsylvania because it's my little mini vacation for the weekend. But I will be back on Monday as always. Our schedule is back Monday and Thursdays. I will do the deep dive of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode 4 on Monday, so stay tuned for that. And everything else that goes on in between, is, these are exciting times. And now that we're heading into the realm where everything is opening back up, it is exciting to look. And once again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up, voiceofgarcia.com on my new website, or voiceofgarcia on my Twitter and Instagram. You can ask me anything you want. If that's not enough for you, go on our Facebook page, OTC Fanatics. We got over 20 members. There's always new content that's being uploaded, some news, some anything. You know, if you want a platform, if you want to get on the podcast, if you want your voice to be heard in some way... Hit me up, we can talk, we can set up a date, we can do whatever we need to do to let your voice be heard. Now, like we do about this time, it's towards the end, let's go into our superhero quote, well, I'm sorry, anti-hero quote of the day. I keep on saying superhero, it's funny. You know, it's episode 112, it'd be like, oh my goodness, do you have any idea when it's going to show up? I have no... I I honestly have no clue at this point. I really don't. This one is from one of my favorite characters of all time, Kane. From Soul Reaver 2 in the Legacy of Kane series. Suppose you throw a coin enough times. Suppose one day it lands on its edge. And my reaction to that is this. People want to think that there are two sides to everything. And I say it all the time on this podcast, there are two sides to every coin, but in reality, there is three. And depending on what you do with that third option, what you do with that third side, is completely up to you. I'm just saying, not everything is black and white as it seems. Take that as you will. Have a great weekend, guys. Take great care of yourselves. Tune in on Monday, where we will talk all of the hilarious happenings that goes on in the world of comic book news, games, shows, movies, or whatever the case may be. Always remember, if you hear about it, and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through. Peace out.